0: There's no definite right decision at any moment, and you will always have opportunity to correct yourself. But when circumstances changes, your plan would change accordingly as well. So don't stress about making that right decision at that moment.
1: Welcome to From the Dorm Room to the Boardroom. A podcast where we provide insights, tips, and inspiration for college students and young professionals so they can make a really successful transition from college life to the professional world and beyond. My name is Andy Malinsky, and I'm your host. I'm also a professor of organizational behavior and international management at Brandeis University's International Business School, where we record and produce this podcast. Okay, so today's guest is Shen Li, who serves as Senior Vice President for Production for SK Global Entertainment. In this capacity, she is in charge of enhancing and expanding the company's slates of Asia-focused, global-minded film and TV projects following the success of SK Global's co-financed and co-produced film, which I imagine many of you have heard of. Crazy Rich Asians, which myself, I have also seen great movie. Um, Previously, Shen led Asian productions at 20th Century Fox International, where she oversaw creative development and production across Asia. She specializes in Asian co-productions, as well as sourcing international materials for global English language features. Uh, Shen worked in TV, digital media, and business development before starting her career in film with Sony Pictures Entertainment in Los Angeles. Born and raised in China, Shen graduated from Peking University and the University of Southern California, where I was uh, formerly a professor. And before we got on today, we talked about how much I miss living in Manhattan Beach in LA. (laughs) So, uh, Shen, thanks so much for
0: being on. Thank you, Andy. It's a pleasure to be here.
1: So tell us what you do now. Um, I know most people listening have probably heard of Crazy Rich Asians. Tell, Tell us about what your job is how you gotten involved in that film, and just give us a sense of what you do.
0: Absolutely. So I work in creative development and production for SK Global. We're a production finance company that focuses on premium content with worldwide rich and local market understanding. Uh, We have operations in LA, New York, and Asia. As an independent company, we're really dedicated to making high-quality commercial content for motion pictures, TV, and beyond. Our film and TV projects always have an eye towards the global marketplace. And uh, we have been developing uh, and financing intellectual properties, both independently and in association with major film studios. And for all these projects, we always distribute with local partners and global distribution partners. So, um, so
1: yes. So, and, and what do you do? What's your job?
0: Absolutely. So um, I work in the line of creative executive. That means that I would be evaluating all the submitted screenplays and packaging projects based on both creative and market potentials. I would actively procure properties and scripts from top publishers, filmmakers, producers um, in both Hollywood and Asia. On a, daily, on a day-to-day basis, I would uh, work really closely with writers, directors, and producers that starts from the state, uh, script stage and that means to provide a lot of creative feedback to them and to pre-production which includes location scouting casting and to principal photography and all the way to post-production as well
1: wow lots of things (laughs) (laughs) so so can you can you give us uh, just this is i'm i'm wondering uh, can you give us a sense of what a typical day might be like i know there's probably no typical day but you know Give us a sense of like the kinds of things you do on a daily basis, last week, for example.
0: It really depends on what stage of the project, um, that, the, the ones that we are focused on at the moment. Uh, but for me, for instance, a day would start with first reviewing all the emails, all the submitted materials, making sure that they're all covered, and trading costs with agents, talent managers, um, screenwriters, or producers that we're working with. We we will also talk with a lot of like internal parties, my legal and business affairs colleagues. We talk about like the projects that we're going out for, um, the deals that we're making at the moment. We also talk with like, I also talk a lot with uh, external parties on on the projects that we are either pursuing or we're, you know, passing on. So really try to keep uh, on top of all the things that uh, all the projects that we have at the moment.
1: And what was your role in, in in the in the movie Crazy Rich Asians? Because I know people have heard of that. What, what was what, what role did you play?
0: I actually joined slightly later in the process of that film. That film was already made before I joined the company. Um, I helped a, lo- a little bit with uh, the distribution part of it. But the reason why I joined the company is is to work on films like Crazy Rich Asians. I was, you know. I was brought on board to develop more projects like that, and including the sequels to Crazy Rich Asians, which we're developing right now.
1: I see. Interesting. So, okay. So let's 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 uh, rewind. You were born and raised in China, uh, yes. and you graduated from Peking University in China. When you were uh, in your last year or years of Peking University, did you have uh, a good image that you'd be doing what you're doing today?
0: That's a great question. I. So, I majored in media and communication already when I was in my undergrad. So, since a very young age, I've always been, that's always been something close to my heart. So, I always kind of knew that I wanted to do something related to media and entertainment. So when it comes to my junior and senior year, I've already really used my first two years and as a trial and error period to do a lot of social activities, take as many internships as I could at that time and conduct informational interviews. So I already kind of got an idea of what I wanted to do. But when it comes to my junior and senior year, like everyone else, I started to think about what is the imminent next step? I had a great opportunity to come over to as an exchange student to the U.S. And that's where I figured out that all the transnational media companies that I really want to work for, that the companies that have global impact, they were all headquartered in L.A. So I just knew that I had to move to L.A. to pursue further studies. And, and that's how so
1: I USC. I see. So you went to USC to study immediately after college or was there a break?
0: No, there was um, an immediate action that I took. It's pretty unusual, and I don't encourage everyone to do that. I really feel like it'd be useful to have some kind of industry experience and exposure before you start a a graduate program. Especially, I always knew that I was not cut out for academia. So my my program, communication management, is a good combination of business courses and creative courses. So. Having some industry experience would definitely help a lot in your graduate studies
1: and which program at u s c were you part of
0: uh it's called communication management
1: i see okay and then yeah. and then when you 're done with that does that what does that what did that prepare you to do? What was your first job after that?
0: My first job is so i 've done a lot of internships in in grad school, but it was nothing really close to what i I started out. That I wanted to do before I moved to LA. So upon graduation, I I was really trying to land a job with one of the film big film studios. I eventually through uh, referrals, through connections, I got an interview at Sony Pictures in the digital marketing department. And that's how I first got started in the film entertainment space.
1: And then and then how do you move from from there to where you are now tell us about like the process of building a career in this industry is it is it through skill building is it through networking is it through something else like how do you how do you build a career
0: absolutely this is a very industry uh, this is very interesting industry especially given that it's a really a people industry. Uh, so it's important to have to, to really make connections with people, but also very importantly, you have to have some transferable skill sets. So for my scenario, like I moved from digital marketing to international marketing distribution and then to international production and now to more global production. So I really make sure that I work hard to excel in my 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 current job before I start to think about how I can move to the next step it's um it's a it's a it's a, it's a it's um it's a working process that for 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 most of us in in this industry
1: i think that's true in a lot of industries and a lot of young people I talk with have that question it's like when to jump to the next thing you know people people might be ambitious they might see yeah. a real high potential for themselves it's like do you do you sort of like lean in and sink in to what you're doing now, or do you have do you do you keep an eye out for the next thing? And can you talk a little bit about that? And, and I have to share with you. It's like it's almost like being at a at a at a cocktail party in a in a in a big room, and you're talking to someone, but you have an eye on the next conversation. You know, there's something very ambitious about that, but there's also mm-hmm. something, you know, not, maybe maybe not as good about that. So say a yeah. bit about that.
0: Absolutely I think I got a really valuable piece of advice when I first started my uh, my job in in entertainment is that um I was told I should not switch my jobs too frequently. that really benefited me um in in my career and I have seen people who are not super patient with their team and their what they're doing always wanting to find an opportunity to jump the uh, the minute they can grasp that op- opportunity but I would really advise people to try to excel in your first job before thinking about a move. If you are staying in the same industry, your work performance is going to be something that you're going to carry over with you to your next job. And you will always be asked for references from your past employers. So it's very important to get recognition from your, the, the team that you, you're working with before you think about uh, moving to the next job. And that's a Uh, that's what happened to me as well when i when i was transitioning from role to role i always make sure that i was doing a good job in my current role and when if there's if there's extra uh, responsibilities you want to take on, you can always lean in and ask for extra responsibilities but make sure that you give your team and your job enough enough time, enough patience for people to really understand you and to trust you, to give you more responsibilities before thinking about a, a move. Can you can you give us
1: a sense about mentoring? And, and, and if you've ever had a mentor, if you've been a mentor and the role that mentoring's played in your career so far?
0: Absolutely. I think having a mentor is really important. I have had mentors who inspire me and sustain me and encourage me throughout my career. And these are the people that who really knows me well and understand my strengths and weakness and would be honest with me and give me really great advice. I always find that it's important to have a mutually pleasant experience in mentorships. I think it's important that your mentors should enjoy your conversations and really enjoys seeing you taking their advice to their heart, to your heart and make some real progresses with that. Uh, I, most of my mentors happen to be my past supervisors who have been in the industry for really long and who have supervised my work and know me really well and always give me great feedbacks. And now that i've progressed more um, in my in my career, I definitely try to mentor more people and m- Many of those people happen to be my past interns or assistants as well and I also chair for a young filmmaker pitch festival for the past few years
1: cool so in and when you have these mentoring conversations. Where do they take place? Is it do you meet someone for coffee? do you take a walk? Do you call on the phone? like I'm just kind of get a get a get a sort of daily picture of how this I know it doesn't happen daily, but what mm-hmm. what, it, what it might actually look like
0: For myself, when I was first starting out, a lot of the mentoring conversations happen when I have a decision that um, I want advice for and because these people most of the time are people who work in my company or people who I work with on a daily. Basis. So I would just reach out to with an email saying that this is, this is, there's something that I really want to get your advice on. And they would specifically set a time for me, for me to um, have either have a coffee or a lunch that we can go through the issues that that's bothering me at the moment. Uh, For myself, it's also really, really depends on the person and what their needs are. I don't really believe in. Handholding. I think it's important for you to um, think through your decision, think through your situation before coming with a question or coming with a decision that you want advice on. So that's more of like when it comes to critical moments that you really think you need some advice, that's, I think, the perfect timing for you to. Talk more, more in depth with your mentors, but all, all, on a more like regular basis, it's all, all, always good to keep your mentors updated of your progresses. Keep them updated of the, the achievements that you have made in your career. I think that's always something that lights up people's day.
1: So you've had you've had really some good experiences in your career as a as a young professional. Now as a much more seasoned um, sort of senior person. What, what misconceptions do you think sort of college students or young people have entering the, the, the workplace? What, what do they sort of expect, but maybe they're a bit naive about?
0: Yeah, um, I think I've seen quite a few and myself had quite a few misconceptions that when I first started out. The first thing is, I think it's important to not be stressed about making the right decision there's no definite right decision at any moment and you will always have opportunity to correct yourself. But when circumstances changes, your plan would change accordingly as well. So don't stress about making that right decision at that moment. Really importantly is to really listen to your heart and pursue where your, your, your passion is. And that's something that I think I've learned from firsthand experience.
1: What's it like being um, being uh, from a different country and working uh, in the US or working in LA or working in the film industry, however you want to answer it. Um, tell us a bit about that because I, I suspect there are people listening now who are in the US and not from the US. There are probably people who are in other countries who are kind of curious about what that's like. Can you speak to that?
0: Absolutely. Um, it was a very... Intimidating experience at the beginning. Um, even though I've been here before, I officially moved here, but I've never really worked in an environment that's completely different from where where I came from. And that what that taught me is that I should not be afraid of making mistakes because I, I would be making them all the time. It's 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 that natural. Uh, it's it's only natural when when you first uh, come to a different environment you 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 everything seems strange everything things different but give yourself enough time to get used to it give yourself enough time to to really adjust to the different environment and that that's something that i've learned really really early on as well. I, I remember when I first moved here, I would be afraid of speaking up at class, in, in different classes or at a huge group setting. I always, felt, I always felt like I should, I would probably not be the most qualified person to talk about my opinion. But only when I was in um, my first internship here, I was encouraged and um, actually, I was tasked with a presentation to the whole department. And that was the first time that I felt I I was forced to put on the stand and talk to people about my opinions about the research project I put together. And only after that, I feel like, you know, I I can actually do this. And I've learned to just let go of all those mistakes and focus on the message that I want to get through to the audience.
1: I lived in Los Angeles and I know it's a very... Fun place to be. It can have beautiful beaches, great activities. Tell us a bit about what you do outside of work. You know, everyone's not just what they do at work. I'm kind of curious to hear a bit more about you. What do you like to do? Do you have any hobbies? Do you have any interests outside of work?
0: Um, that's actually a great question. LA is definitely a very interesting place. I tend to watch a lot of films. Uh, now that you have Netflix and Hulu, I would just watch a lot of different content from all over the world uh, after work as well and um, that's that's something that happens to be some uh, that, that's something that happens to be something i like but at the same time it's relevant to my job as well so I, I i still watch a lot of different content like either film or tv but besides that i i try to work out as much as possible i think that really helps you relax and uh, meditation as well, it helps, it really helps you uh, focus
1: so on the topic of, of, of um, meditation and focus, I ask everyone this question, or certainly people recently that i 've interviewed this question. I always get some interesting answers uh, about productivity. Do you have any tips about how to be productive that you can share any insights and, it, and you know it could, it could be anything it could be an app you use it could be a uh, sort of a trick you've learned. It could be a process you use. It could be something you do. Anything that you can share.
0: Well, that's actually a great question because what I deal with every day is kind of all over the place. So I really need to get my thing in my, my myself more organized. I feel like uh, the most useful tip that I ever got on productivity is is how to is to learn how to prioritize. And I think that really helped me a lot when it comes to dealing with different projects, dealing with uh, a day for meetings. Um, and when you start your day with understanding of what is the most important thing that you need to achieve for the for that day, it really helped clear your mind. And um, I, I think it's very useful to probably start your day by writing down all the things that you want to achieve for the day and prioritize. Them first, and then, uh, be, and then dive in your day accordingly.
1: Mm, very, that's a very useful tip. Uh, so so my last question is um, is if you could um go back in time, uh, I guess to to China and Peking University when you were, you know, nearing your senior year, your last year of college, and you know, thinking of your career in the in the future. If you could go back right now, knowing who you are now, what you know now, the current wisdom you have, what, what would you tell that 20-year-old version of yourself?
0: That's a good question. <laughs> I haven't thought about that. Um, but if I ever, go, I, I ever got that chance to go back, I'd probably just tell myself to um, really try to learn more different languages. I think that's a really good way to understand different cultures. Now I work in an industry that's so much relying on international markets, the actual understanding of different cultures and different markets really help have helped me, but also would help me more if I had no more of them. And I would probably encourage myself to learn programming as well. And you know, as people have been talking about, that sounds like language of the future.
1: Mm, yeah, to really equip yourself to be to be to be ready to handle whatever whatever comes at you. Exactly. Yeah. AI. Well uh, this is this has been really insightful. I think uh, I think you gave a lot of great tips and insights for people and I really enjoyed speaking with you. Is is there is there anywhere people can go if they heard this interview and wanted to learn more about either your company or the work you do? Any place we can send them?
0: Yeah, absolutely. So, um uh, the company website is skglobeentertainment.com and um, I'm on LinkedIn as Shen Li.
1: All right. Well, thanks again for, uh, for, for joining us. Um, I really appreciate it. And, uh, and that's it for
0: today. Thank you, Andy.
1: Thank you for listening to From the Dorm Room to the Boardroom. If you're interested in learning more about the work that I do and helping people step outside their comfort zones and transition successfully into the professional world, please visit my website, www.andymolinski.com. That's A-N-D-Y-M-O-L-I-N-S-K-Y.com. And also feel free to email me directly at Andy. At AndyMalinsky.com with any feedback or ideas for guests for future podcasts. This podcast is brought to you by Brandeis University's International Business School. By teaching rigorous business, finance, and economics, connecting students to best practices, and immersing them in international experiences, Brandeis International Business School prepares exceptional individuals from around the globe to become principled professionals in companies and public institutions worldwide.